Well, today we are still in our series, Tis the Season. And today our title is Tis the Season to be Generous. And isn't that true with the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and with the goodness of God during this holiday season? It is really a season to be generous. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 20. And verse number 35, Acts 20 and verse number 35, if you don't have a Bible handy, uh, the scripture will uh, be up on the screen right behind me. Acts 20 and verse number 35, the scripture says, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Some of you say, really? (laughs) Are Are you sure about that? And that's what the scripture declares. And if you know Jesus as your Lord, and he really is Lord of every area of your life, uh, you have come to this conclusion as you have walked with the Lord, and you're really able to say with a grateful and a clear conscience and heart, it is really more blessed to give than to receive. My, my son, Kel, he just turned four years old on December the 3rd, and we had a four-year-old birthday party uh, for Kel, and we invited some of his friends over uh, to the house, and, and the week leading up to his birthday party was, was humorous to me. Uh, I would tell Kel, hey, Kel, you know, uh, your birthday's coming up in a few days. We're going to have your birthday party. He goes, yeah, yeah, my friends are coming over, and they're bringing me presents. They're bringing me presents. I mean, he's excited. And I, you know, next day or so, I said, hey, Kel, you know, you're getting ready. How old are you going to be, Kel? Going to be four. I said, yeah, we're going to have a party for you. Oh, yeah, my friend's coming over, and they're going to bring me presents. They're going to bring me presents. And, and he was so excited that his friends... I, I think he was excited that his friends were coming over, but he was definitely excited that he was going to get some presents to open up. And, man, we had the party, and Kel tore into those presents, and, and he's still playing with those toys today. And, and, and the funny thing to me was that was on a Monday. And then that, that same week, that Friday, we went to a, a birthday party. One of Kel's uh, little friends had a birthday. He was actually born in uh, the same year and the same month that Kel was born in. And so I took him, his brother, and his sister to the birthday party, and they played, and they had a blast. And, and, and at, towards the end of the party, we went to a, a side room, and they fed us pizza and ate cake and and also, the, the, the little boy was opening up his, his birthday presents. And, and the way that we were positioned, we were sitting at a table in kind of catty corner uh, behind us. Uh, there, there was a, a whole other table, and they had bags on those tables with, with names on them. And, and Kel, he, he's smart. I mean, he knew what was going on. He looked over at that table, and he said to me, hey, Daddy. We get one of those bags when we leave the party today. I mean, he knew. Uh, I asked my wife, I said, what are those things called? He said, well, we call them party favors. And, and while that little boy was opening up his gifts, Kel wasn't so concerned with that. He said, Daddy, that isn't it too? We get one of those bags when we leave the party today. I said, yeah, yeah, your name's on one of them. You, you're going to get a bag. And he was consumed with the bag that was, that was on the table. And, and, you know, here's Kel's favorite scripture. Kel's favorite scripture is this. It is more blessed to receive than to give. Every time. Amen. That's not in the Bible, but that's Kel's verse. And, and that's okay for a four-year-old with their thinking ability and comprehension and so on and so forth. But it's a total different story for a 40-year-old. Amen. There's some 40-year-olds that act just like, act like, just like Kel. And, but the scripture says, as Christ followers, it is more blessed to give 
than to receive. And I wanted to give you two, just two main points today. I'm going to have a couple of sub-points under both, but two main focal points today. Point number one is this. Be generous towards God. Church, be generous towards God with your time. With your, with your time. It's so easy during the holiday season, I mean, Christmas shopping, planning for family to come in or going out of town, preparing meals and the hustle of bustle of, of the holiday season. And really, every other time of the year can be awfully hectic. And, and it's very easy for us to relegate our relationship with the Lord to going to church. It's easy for many people and for, for a lot of people, the only time that they, they read the Word of God and hear the Word of God, they, the only time that they, that they worship and engage in, in talking and praying to the Lord is on, on Sunday at a, at a church service. And, and church services are, are, are very important, and attending church regularly is very important in our relationship and walk with Christ. But friends, can I tell you, if you're going to have a vibrant, on-fire relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's going to take you daily, daily spending time with the Lord, daily spending time reading His Word, daily spending time praying. If we're not careful, we depend on a pastor or a preacher or a teacher to do all of the feeding. And the wonderful thing about today's world is everybody can have a copy of God's Word. I mean, God's inspired Word. We can all have a copy and read God's Word for ourselves. Friends, I got good news for you. As New Testament believers, it's a wonderful thing, you see. In the Old Testament, they had to have a high priest to go talk to the Lord, but when Jesus died on the cross, the veil was torn, and now every single person can talk to the Lord for themselves. How many know that's good news, that I don't have to pray prayers for you, amen, That, that you can talk to the Lord for yourself and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And those who have a vibrant relationship with the Lord, they have a daily discipline of spending time with God. I love what the psalmist said in Psalm chapter 63 and verse number 1. The Word of God says, <coughs> excuse me, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. And I like that verse except for the word early. I mean, how early are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? He was an early, early will. I, notice that I seek you. You see, I can't make it off my dad or mom's faith. I can't make it off my pastor's faith. I can't make it off a friend's faith. Early will. I, it's personal. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Let me ask a question to you. And would you just assess your own life right now? Is it true for you that there's a desire in your heart that says, God, my soul thirsts for you. I want to know you. I'm hungry for your word. I'm hungry for your presence. Is it true for you that you say, my flesh longs for you, not just on Sunday, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, God, I want to be generous with you with my time because I want to know you personally. I want to grow in my relationship with you. And those who have a vibrant walk with the Lord, they're generous with God with their time. They spend time daily. And we're going to talk a great deal about this in January because it's so vital to your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that you spend daily time 
with God. There's a, a second thing that I want us to look at today as we're talking about being generous. Number two is this. Be generous towards God with your treasure. With your tre- treasure. And Jesus illustrates this in a very interesting parable. In Luke chapter 12 and verse number 16, the scripture says, And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. In other words, my barns are already full. I'm blessed. I have excess. I have leftover. And so I have no place for these new crops. And many of us can relate to that. We open refrigerators full of food. We have leftovers from our meals. We drive cars and you have gas in that car. Most of you, you get a vacation, paid vacation. I mean, that's a blessing. That is excess. That's a blessing of the Lord. And this guy, he was there. He had no place to store his crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear my barns barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will, how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich toward God. And this man is like many people today. He He just didn't understand that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And he made four major mistakes when it came to handling his resources. Four major mistakes. Let let me quickly point out the four major mistakes this man made in this portion of Scripture. Number one is this. He only thought of himself. He only thought of himself. Look back with me in chapter 12 and verse number 18. The scripture says, then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. I have extra. And he never thought about anybody else. He just said, listen, this stuff is for me. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will, I will store all everything that I've got for me. I will store all my grain and my goods. And this man was very self-centered. He was greedy. He was selfish. And you know what he didn't realize? He didn't realize that he was blessed to be a blessing. And friends, can I tell you, the reason that the Lord blesses you and I is so that we can be a blessing. And he was blessed to be a blessing, but he had no no clue. And the Scripture does say, and it's a wonderful verse, the Scripture says in Luke 6, verse number 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom as you give to the Lord. And it's very true. You give to get, but many people stop there. You give to get to give again. And you give to get to give again. And you give to get to give. You're, you're blessed to be a blessing. You give to get to give again. But this man in this scripture, he gave and he got just to get and just to, just to get and just to get and just to get. And he never thought about anybody else. He only thought of himself. And there is a, a second mistake, a, a major mistake that this man made. Number two is this. He thought he was an owner instead of a steward. 
He thought he was an owner instead of a steward. Look at this, Luke, Luke 12, verse 17. The scripture says, he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store. Notice this, my crops, it's mine. I, I own them, no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns, because after all, it's my barns, so I'll do what I want with my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my grain, because it is, after all, it's, it's mine. I own it and my my goods, this man actually thought that all that stuff was his stuff. He didn't understand that everything he possessed belonged to God. And he was simply managing what God had entrusted to him. And friends, I, I think we can all be guilty of this. I, I, I've been guilty. It's very easy to slip into this thinking where you begin to think that you're, you're the owner. <laughs> you know how you begin to think, you know, I own this house. It's my house. And I own these cars. And I, 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 I own these, these clothes. I, I own everything. So therefore, I'll do whatever I want to do. And God says, no, no. If you're my people, you, you belong to me. And, and I've blessed you. And you're simply managing what I've entrusted to you. You own nothing. You're simply a steward of what I blessed you with. And whenever people begin to have faulty thinking and begin to think that they are an owner instead of a, uh, of a steward, it leads to the third major mistake that we see in this man. Mistake number three is this. This man never consulted God. He never consulted God. In Luke chapter 12 and verse number 19, Scripture says, notice what the man says. He says, and I'll say to myself, I I never thought about the Lord, not, not, not asking God. I'll say to myself, self, what do you want to do with all this? You have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. And friends, it never even entered his mind to begin to think, what does God want me to do? What does God want me to do with the resources that he's blessed me with? And I'm simply managing what he's blessed me with. He never consulted his heavenly Father. And friends, before... You spend the raise or spend the bonus or spend the paycheck. Do you ever ask God, God, what do you want me to do? I mean, we're coming to an end of a year, 07, going to begin 08. Has it entered your thought process as you're looking at next year and next year's budget? Have you ever asked the Lord, God, what do you want me to do in 08 with the budget? Do you ever consult God about your spending habits? You ever just consult God and say, God, what do you want me to invest in your kingdom? Or do you really buy into the thinking, you know, I'm an owner, and what I choose to do, I'll do because I own it all. And this man never consulted the Lord. Just practical application. It would be like you taking the, the finances the Lord's blessed you with and taking them to a financial ad- advisor, someone that can help you invest for the future and, and invest for retirement. And, and Tiffany and I uh, uh, just use someone like this to, just to help us invest so for, for, for the retirement years. And, and you, you, you take the, the money and, and you give it to them and you say, hey, this is what I would like you to do and this is how I, how I want to invest. I want to invest here. I want to invest there. And give, give me some guidance. Give me some wisdom. And, and the financial 
advisor says to you, listen, just give me the money. Don't, don't, don't need your advice. Don't need your input. I know what to do with this money. You just go on. I, I, I'll invest it where I think I need to invest, and I'll spend it where I need. Matter of fact, I might take some of your money and go on vacation with it. I'm going to invest some of it, but you just give me that money. You, you, listen, I'll call you when I feel like calling you. You don't need to call me back and consult with me. I'll handle it. How many know that consultant is fired? How many know that guy's not going to manage my money very long? How many you know that? Same thing with, with, with the Lord. See, we're just a financial advisor. And God has blessed us. And yet we consult our Heavenly Father and say, what do you want me to do with the resources that you bless me? How do you want me to handle the money that you've entrusted to me? And this man never consulted his Heavenly Father. There's a fourth major mistake that this man made. He wasn't generous towards God. He wasn't generous towards God. Luke chapter 12 and verse 20 says this. God said to him, you fool. You're acting very foolish. He says this very night, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. I mean, here you are thinking you're an owner. Here you are thinking you're a big shot. Here you are thinking you, you're in control of, of everything in your life. He says, listen, God says, you fool. You can't even control when you're going to die. And you think you're an owner, you think you're large and in charge, you can't even control the next breath you're going to breathe. He says, you fool, you, you think you're large and in charge, and this very night your life will de- be demanded from you. He says, then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? In other words, he says, listen, all the stuff you're storing for yourself, you can't take it with you. you, you you're acting and living as though you're going to take all that stuff with you. In verse 21, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich toward God. Let let me make several statements here. First of all, there's nothing wrong with buying things. There's there's nothing wrong with providing a living for your family. There's there's nothing wrong with investing and saving for the future. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about investing and and saving for the future. There's, There's nothing wrong with even being wealthy. You see, this man's problem was he wasn't generous towards God. He only stored up for himself. He only spent for himself. He only thought about himself. And God's word commands us as as believers, as, as Christ followers, as people of God. We're commanded to be rich towards our Heavenly Father. And some of the ways God commands us is, first of all, to be rich by returning 10% of what we earn back to the Lord. It's called the, the tithe. Say, God, I, I want to be generous towards you. I, I love you, and you've been so good to me. And above the tithe, it's, it's our offering to say, Lord, you speak to my heart and direct me in what you want me to do and how you want me to give to advance your kingdom. And we consult God, and we seek the Lord, and we honor the Lord because God has been so good to us. And you know what we're simply saying is, God, we, I put you first. God, I, I seek you first. God, before I, I spend anything on me. And that's what the Lord says. Listen, when you get your paycheck, before you spend on yourself, before you pay one bill, you honor me with the tithe. And God says, I'll, I'll bless you. I'll, I'll take care of you. But what I want to know is that you're going to be rich towards me and you're going to be faithful towards me. And how many of you would agree with me that God's been good to us? Well, that's only three or four. I said, how many of you believe that God has been good to us? Amen. And it's with great joy. It's with a grateful heart that we are generous towards our heavenly father. There, there, there's a, a second point that I, I want to bring out today. Not just tis the season to be generous towards God, but number two is this. 
Tis the season to be generous towards others. Generous towards others. First of all, with your talents. There's no greater feeling in the world than investing your time and talents to make a difference in somebody else's life. There's really, when you get into living beyond yourself, there is no greater satisfaction than investing in other people. I had one of our firefighters, he was in the 830 service. He came to me after the, the message and just he was thankful for, for, for the message today. And he said, Pastor, man, I understand what you're saying. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And he said, you know, I'm a fireman and people, people I get called to people's houses and, and put out fires. And there are sometimes people want to tip me. They want to put money in my hand because I, I, I helped them with their fire. And I go, no, I don't need that. He says, for me, it's just a joy. It's just exciting that I got to make a difference in somebody else's life. And this guy gets it. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And the Word of God says in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 10, each one should use whatever gift he has received. And, and what I want you to notice is whatever. Because oftentimes we, we really minimize the gifts that God's given us. And we can begin to look down upon our gifts and don't think we have much to offer the Lord. But listen, you're unique. You're valuable. God's wired you the way that he's wired you because he wants to use you for his kingdom to make a difference. And the scripture says, use whatever, whatever gift you may have that you receive to serve others. Faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. The scripture says, live beyond yourself. Be generous to others with your time and with your talents. The scripture says in Galatians chapter 6 and, and verse number 10, Therefore, as we have opportunity, and I believe we have opportunity on a daily basis. Opportunity to do what? Let us do good to all people, people that know the Lord and people that don't know the Lord, people that are Christ followers and people that are non-Christ followers. Let us do good to all people, but especially to those who belong to the family of believers. I have a challenge for you, church family. During this holiday season, would you call somebody that needs to hear your voice? Would, would you bless somebody? Would, would you help somebody who needs, who needs help? Would you invest your time and talents to make a difference in somebody's life? I think all of us know people that Maybe power is out or needs help. The food spoiled and we could be a blessing and help. And whether it's clean up something, whether it's just a minister, whether it's a kind word. But would you, during this holiday season, be generous towards other people with your time and with your talents for the cause of Jesus Christ? There is a, a second thing that I want you to see today. Be generous towards others with your treasure. With your treasure. And I love what the scripture says in Hebrews 13 and verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that confess his names. And in other words, as we gather together in a worship service like this, we don't always feel like singing. We don't always feel like praising the Lord. But the scripture says we offer to God a, a sacrifice of praise. God, I praise you even when I don't feel like it. Verse 16, scripture goes on to say, and do not forget. Because, because listen, as, as human beings, you have the tendency to forget. As, as human beings, you have the tendency to, to think about yourself and about your needs and about your wants. And do not forget to do good. To do good. And to share with others. Pastor, you know, for me to leverage my time to help somebody else, I, it's going to be a really big sacrifice. 
Pastor, for me to, to help somebody else that's in a need and to sacrifice some of my own treasure and resources to help somebody else, Pastor, it's going to be a real sacrifice. And that's why the scripture goes on to say, For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Friends, can I tell you that when you and I sacrifice our time and talents, when you and I sacrifice our treasures in the name of the Lord to help somebody else out, the Bible says God is pleased with such sacrifices that you and I are living beyond ourselves and we're being generous towards others. And this church during this holiday season, we've been able to do that. And I I just salute you. We had our $10,000 holiday giveaway and because, because of just some generous gifts that came in, uh, we were able to actually bump it up. And it was a $15,000 holiday giveaway. And we were able to bless 30 families with a $500 gift card. And our small groups, community groups went out and they bought Christmas gifts for the kids, for those who, who were in need. And we were able to be a blessing to those who are in need on this holiday season. Because it really is more blessed to give than to receive. And I just want to show you a quick highlight of some lives that were impacted because we decided to be generous and make a difference. Check out this video. such an incredible experience we've only been going there a few months and just welcomed with love and compassion and our kids were accepted and my husband was accepted so we just are so thankful that you guys would would think about other people during this time when you just want to get 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 and people's church gives and that's what's awesome we love it we love people's church when i heard about Winning the gift card, it made me feel so happy because I wasn't for sure if my kids were going to get to have a Christmas. But because of the donation from People's Church, we are going to get to have a Christmas. I'm a full-time student, and my husband's the only one that has an income in the house and really couldn't afford it this year. But I really do appreciate getting it, and thank God that we were one of the people that got it. Thanks. I had a message on my voicemail and I was driving down the road <laughs> and listened to the message and just was like, ah, and kind of, you know, had to slow down there for a minute. And I was really, really excited because I have, my youngest makes six children. And so it's often very difficult to get them, you know, what they would enjoy on Christmas. And toys are not really a priority in our household because I make sure that they're thankful for everything they get and that we get things that they actually need. 
is over you know things that they'll just play with and so when they have time to actually get just toys to play with it's like you know just really great and it was just awesome for our family to receive something of this amount especially because I know then that they'll have very large things instead of just little you know stocking stuffers that they usually get so I was really 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 excited well when we got the call from Pastor Shane that we had received a, um, a gift card we were kind of taken aback um, we weren't really expecting it uh, the kids are very excited to say the least for Derek and I to be able to have Christmas for them at home really means a lot yes thank you people's church we weren't expecting this at all and uh, we're just very grateful and thankful to people's church and to God for, for blessing us with this it's been great when I found out I received the gift cards I cried you know because uh, my family's been through a lot my chip my fiance was shot and killed July the 5th and so this was a blessing for us and I was just happy you know I prayed and I was thankful you know because without this they probably wouldn't have Christmas Thank you, People's Church. <laughs> it's more blessed to give than to receive. I just want to say thank you. I want to brag on you. Thanks for serving. Some of you work 40, 50 hours a week. You serve in the local church and you give two, three, four, five hours a week to invest in somebody's life. Thanks for making a difference. Thanks for tithing. Thanks for giving offerings. Thanks for being generous. It's making a difference in somebody's life. Thank you for living beyond yourself. I always said, I always have said, I don't want to pastor a church where people just come to church. I want to pastor a church where we're being the church. Where we're being the and we're making a difference, and we're seeing lives changed, and we can't meet every need, but we can do something, and we can help somebody, and we can make a difference right here in the Oklahoma City metro area. And I just say thank you for your generosity. Tis the season to be generous, and during this holiday season, would you make a difference in somebody's life? Would you bless somebody? Would you help somebody? Would you invest in somebody? God's been good to us. He saved us. He's washed away our sins. And let's be good to somebody else. Lord, thanks a bunch. You're so good to us.